prevention. Some showers and a thunderstorm could yet affect the areas tonight and beginning throughout the day Tuesday. Some storms could produce heavy rainfall as energy from Laura spreads tropical showers our way through Wednesday and Thursday. A new storm surge watch is in effect now, as well as a new tropical storm watch in effect from Laura, whose track continues to a landfall to our west near the Texas-Louisiana border Wednesday. Going to be muggy, early morning 80, afternoon high tomorrow of 90. Keep your guard up. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate. With a neighborhood feel to it, you'll find some delicious gumbo here. Chicken andouille gumbo, seafood gumbo, and the house specialty mumbo gumbo, which is a combination of both. Great fried chicken, poor boys, and other local specialties. Ron says, I cook it like your mama would. But what we are interested in is finding out the food that we live in, uh, that we like to cook ourselves, uh, some of the things that we remember a long time ago, and uh, all of those matters that uh, have brought us a lot of pleasure pleasure, and pleasure to any of those uh, right here on uh, the radio show. It's called simply The Food Show. And uh, Marianne is here today. That's uh, all hey there. Hi there. Essential and uh, it is. Here she is. <laughs> so very and essential. There she is. Yes. It is Friday. TGIF, folks. It is. It is TGIF. Friday. It is. is it really it's Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, it is. Gosh. And not only is it Friday, it's the end of the third week of August. Friday. Imagine. It's absolutely hard to believe, but there it is. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Uh, we are going to have Brian Czar on at yeah. 2.30. He is the proprietor of, with his wife, Brooke, of the new place in the Warehouse District, which is a sponsor of our show, Nola K. And he is also, for a long time, the proprietor, along with his wife, Brooke, of Restaurant des Familles, which had a pretty extensive fire not long ago so he's oh. going to give us a report on that where was that 
and the progress of the renovations and mainly the uh, the ins and outs of his lovely place, Nola Kay, which is their dream. This is a long time dream of theirs to do a sort of Caribbean fusion with New Orleans to to pick out the similarities in the cuisine from the islands and its influence on this city and to uh, make a delicious menu from that, which they have done. And we're going to hear how that's going for them. That's at 2.30 today, Brian Czar mm -hmm. with Nola Kay and Restaurant D for Me. But the rest of the time, it's just us. So give us a call. Yeah, uh, I just uh, did my own work on uh, the current uh, last week of uh, going outside and looking at uh, what has uh, uh, came to be and uh, lots of uh, lots of interesting things to get into there. Hit it right before, about a half hour anyway, in front of our... Uh, a pre uh, a processing uh, part of our. First time you're going to have a whole dictionary of new words by yeah, the time the show's really over today. You're well out. into three or four of them. So we have been doing a lot of eating as usual. I'll say. I mean that's you know it's a I guess it's a it's a tough job but someone's got to mm. do it. Uh, we went to Appleine last night. Appleine and Appleine for a culinary. And here's a First culinary thing. for us for the year. I mean, second actually went to the best culinary, which is Pelican Club. But um, but this is our first non-Pelican Club culinary. What, Tom? Mm -hmm. it, uh, we had that last night ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we mm -hmm. went out to dinner last night. And it's a restaurant that was doing uh, big things uh, back around, I want to say, 25, maybe a bit uh, lower than lower ago. Uh, but uh, it has made for a better cuisine, uh, and I've been uh, thinking about it, but not actually getting to it until yesterday. And then uh, we did have it all, and we went through the whole pile. And uh, and as a result of that, we were able to make a couple of comparisons with what's in the food show. And then so, we went to a fantastic lunch today. This is my favorite restaurant in town. It oh. is. It's my favorite restaurant in town. Which one is it? Oxlot 9. Oh, that's exactly where we were. How did that happen? I don't know. There's probably a connection. Do you go to your favorite restaurant in town? Hmm, the answer you know. is usually yes. Why not? Wow. You, you know, you, <laughs> it's from out of nowhere. It's so just... we had three of us at Oxlot 9, mm -hmm. and I was pretty gobsmacked at how extensive the menu is because we go there usually for brunch where I know the menu by, by heart. And occasionally we've gone there for dinner. But we I don't know that we've ever been for lunch, which is kind of extraordinary because, like well, I said, it's my favorite restaurant. They don't really serve it. Uh, they certainly would well, They only do it on it. Thursday and Friday, I think. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. here's what we found today. Uh, was indeed, exactly as you say, uh, we went through everything, put it on the spot where we show where everything is. And, uh, indeed, we had uh, the resources to uh, add another idea on this. They had oysters, uh, really, We had really a lot of stuff. A lot great. of stuff on that table. Oysters, the kind we love here in, in town. Yeah. And uh, uh, went through a nice morning uh, It was experience. really good. Yeah. So we had the oysters, the char-grilled oysters, which are different there than any place else. They were the usual kind of the... You know, the uh, Actually not. There's nothing... The only thing that's similar about those oysters 
and anybody else's oysters that are char-grilled. The only thing different is that they don't have a lot of Parmesan cheese melted on top. It's more of a, and this does not sound appealing, but it actually really is. It's more of a watery au jus with some herbs like tarragon with some smoke flavor and just the lightest dusting of cheese. And it's served with some crusty grilled, is it ciabatta? I'm not sure. Me neither. That's anyway, it was, too often. it's a good version. And it doesn't sound like one that I would like, but I really, really, really do like it a lot. Really like it a mm -hmm. lot. Anyway, so, um, anyway, I, I wanted, if I could, oh, please, what we were getting was uh, not necessarily the oysters. The sauce was great, but they were also serving today a filet, a filet mignon. That was one of the possibilities. That was the most beautiful steak plate I've ever. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate. With a neighborhood feel to it, you'll find some delicious gumbo here. Chicken andouille gumbo, seafood gumbo, and the house specialty mumbo gumbo, which is a combination of both. Great fried chicken, poor boys, and other local specialties. Ron says, I cook it like your mama would, and he does. 11 to 9 every day but Sunday and Monday, 2309 North Causeway, 835 Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? And up here, and that was a sweetheart. A come, come, uh, Something together, or another. Which uh, now come back as a lovely little thing to uh, think about it some more a little bit later for the day. As hey, y'all. How you like this hurricane? Hey, guess who's here? It's, uh, it's Marianne. Hi. All right, so um, people are wondering why we weren't on. <laughs> and it's simply a matter of, uh, it has been a matter of technical glitches, which um, we hope are going to be uh, completely ironed out tomorrow. But it wasn't a technical glitch today. It was just my misunderstanding, thinking that we that were not so on until later in the week because the, quote, hurricane, I put that in quotes, was um, was going to take up the most of the week. So who knows what tomorrow will bring, but here we are. Food show. Hi, Henry. Hello. How are you? Did you have a nice vacation? I did. Thank you so much for asking. 
Get you any good food? That's usually what we ask here on the food show. Oh, no, of course. I did. I got some fantastic food. Uh, I got some delicious Indian food uh, in Utah. Fantastic food? In all the places. <laughs> Indian. North Indian from Kashmandu. Uh, and then in I Utah, also, that is a strange place to very find Very strange. Yes. Well, they, they there's a big tech industry in Utah, and uh, they ah, hire out of India a whole bunch. And then I also went to the ah. Santa Barbara fish market, which, oh. One of my favorite places to go in the whole world. Just some of the best seafood you'll ever have. Okay, so you Boy, did go back to California. I was wondering if you were going to California, but you seemed very mysterious about your vacation, so I didn't want to probe too much. Well, so. it, it, you may be here. No, California's on fire currently, so it got cut a little yes. short, but yes. Ah, I see. Yeah, that's true. Yes, well, you can actually see the raining of the embers in this uh, season. Yes. Yes. When I park All my right, car. so... Let us start the show. If you uh, if you have missed talking about food yesterday, then give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. 556-9696 is the number. We are here to do just that. 32 years running the food show. We're still Something here doing like the that. same. What is it, Tom, when people say, how are you going? The same old guy doing the same old thing. Yeah, <laughs> get rid of him soon. That's pretty much the case. But, you know, when it's just, things are said about you like that uh, mm -hmm. in a situation like this where you talk for five, uh, just five words, and the next thing you know, you need about four more. And uh, once you do that, you, having done that, you have this new uh, angel, angel energy that comes through. And it, I don't know how to explain it, but I like it. So that's why you see me here. Okay. <clears throat> It is uh, National, uh, what is it, Banana Split Day. Banana National Banana Split, Split Day. day. Mm. Mm -hmm. Not a big fan of banana splits. You are? I'm not. not. No. no, I'm not a big fan of bananas, period. Yeah. Although I will say this, when we went to New Valari's about, I don't know, two weeks ago, and um, they had a gelato that was made by a company in Baton Rouge, I think it's called City Gelato. And uh, it was a banana and strawberry gelato. And Tom is very fond of ordering things that he eats a couple of bites of, and then they just sit there. So he ordered this gigantic, and I do mean gigantic, if you can imagine a parfait glass filled the entire way, and then two to three inches on top of that. So enough gelato actually for two or three people. So he ordered this gelato, and it came to the table, and I took a bite out of it as I normally would just to taste it, but it was pretty great stuff. And um, and then Tom had a few bites and said, well, you know, I think that's enough. And I went, what is that? It's like this whole parfait glass of gelato still here. And I just had to get over my not necessarily a preference for banana. It was not a strong banana flavor. It wasn't really even a strong strawberry flavor. It was sort of just a light, creamy fruit flavor. And it was not, it was not a granita. It was not a, um, um, like, like a, what I know exactly what you're talking about. The palate cleanser. It, it it's Ralph. really a granita, but it's, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of that? Uh, okay, so folks, help me out here. Henry, help me out here. It's, uh, it's not ice cream. It's not 
Um, it's an ice, like a like an ice sorbet. Sorbet. Good grief. Okay, so it was not a sorbet. It was a gelato. It had the cream in it, but it was. <laughs> thank you, Henry. This, this was it was spectacularly good, and this, that was the last time I had banana that I liked. This was a a, a, a dish along these lines about maybe two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking mm -hmm. it right. was pretty good, mm -hmm. and haven't thought about it since for some reason or another. But uh, there's something you can add to the the list of banana. It was really, 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 up. really, really, really good stuff. I mean, I love gelato. I, I never eat ice cream except on rare occasions for no other reason other than I eat too many other things. I can't really just indulge in ice cream too. Oh, so um, someone was on us a, a couple of weeks ago that had a new approach to this instead of using bananas, they were using uh, it was uh, strawberries or something. It was yeah, having well, both done fruit. That, uh -huh. I thought, you know, there's more to do with strawberries uh, all across the card here. We could uh, do all kinds of things. Yes. Well, anyway, this was my last banana thing that I ate that I actually said, boy, that was really good. I mean, I, and I, that never happens. But anyway, today is National Banana Split Day. So if you like banana splits, have one banana today. Split. Created in 1904 in, as usual, a pharmacy in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. It was uh, said by, well, the Ralph of uh, the Brennans, uh, yeah. especially the older members of the family who are, a lot of whom have left us. Yeah. Uh, they uh, created a couple of new banana dishes. They had already become famous for one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but now uh, they, there was a new one that turned up one day and uh, they sold a, a quick, uh, one of these. Quick lot of them. And, uh, and no shortage of, of, of all things, uh, uh, the cheesecaker banana. Uh, <laughs> but it kind of comes back home, you know, if you think about it, the way this works. Uh, okay. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six. If you would like to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. So please give us a call. We are here to do just that. We sure would. Okay. I was running all morning at the other house talking to roofers and such. And um, that's the phone call that I'm getting right now is from a roofer, actually. But I got back just in time. I'm glad that I did not spend the entire afternoon over there doing things um, because it turns out we had a show today. And I was not even aware of that. I was, I'm sure, told by that, but did not even put well, it together. It Sometimes it's just news. Yes. Here we go. Today's the birthday of Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray. Mm -hmm. Where, 1968. Rachel Ray is a great example of someone who got very lucky. Mm -hmm. She definitely has the personality to be doing what she is. I've always said this is a personality-driven business. If you have the broadcasting personality, you can talk about anything. And Rachel Ray, who absolutely does have the personality to be doing what she's doing, mm -hmm. was one of those um, supermarket uh, people who come in and give out samples. You know, the ladies with the uh, saucepans mm -hmm. at Walmart who are doing sausages 
and slicing it and giving it to customers in the hopes that you will say, oh my gosh, that is so good. Where can I get it and go get some? Mm -hmm. She was one of those people. And someone who was uh, programming the Food Network saw her, talked to her, and she was, uh, next thing you know, on the Food Network. Hey, that's, that's what you call a lucky break. A lucky yeah. break. She just had a fire at her house. There's a lot going on in her mm. house, I'll bet you, when they start cooking. She had a, a big fire recently. She was not home. Anyway, uh, she, <clears throat> she cooks food for, I would say, um, the non-gourmet among us. The mon? Nope, non, non, as in I am not a gourmet. Hmm, uh, although I will say this, I think Rachel Ray cooks food for the unsophisticated non-gourmet. Like, mm -hmm. I could see her doing things like fish sticks, you know? Yeah. She is definitely the Food Network personality for the everyman as opposed to like Ina Garden, who is Art Garden. I can never say her name. Ina Garden, who is definitely for the, um, the sophisticates out there. And, uh, and it's just two different personalities, two different styles. You can even look at their kitchens. Their kitchens are different. Rachel Ray has a kitschy kitchen. And, uh, and I don't know, are you a fan of Rachel Ray? It's her birthday today. Just oh. curious about that. Well, we have to point that out. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Here we are talking food as we have been for a long time. I wonder if we're going to actually have a hurricane. It, it, it definitely mm. does not look like hurricane weather. I know the other one sort of flamed out on us and we're, expecting bigger and better things from the next one coming along. But uh, it was really sunny today when I was standing on the ground watching my poor roofer up on the roof. Um, I was feeling sorry for him because it was beating down on him. Very sunny, sunny day and uh, very sweaty kind of day. Well, those sorts of things happen. And you know what? What usually finds out for me the best part to be those really good fountain pens that they've been giving out a lot lately. What, roofers? Yeah, or? Uh, no, no, just next time you're in I think a, about roofing just made you think about a fountain pen? Some place where they have a, a, a pretty good quality uh, pen, but one that's a little better that actually has a flow of, of the ink to go into it. And I actually uh, go to stores looking for those to buy something that could, you know, add to my Tom, I surely do hope... <laughs> that I was able to get the ink out yeah. of your brand new shirt today. You do? No, I hope I, that's not the shirt. This isn't? Tom has two brand new shirts. One is a lovely purple, not purple, a lovely pink shirt in a just oh. beautiful pink color. And another one is a You've beautiful blue shirt. Both Oxfords, both Pima Cotton Oxfords and, um, and the pink one. Mm -hmm. Tom has been collecting pens in his pocket lately, hmm. and uh, for some reason, naturally, and this <laughs> this wasn't even Let's a fountain pen. Is. This is like a regular old pen. I look at the brand new shirt, and there is a big blob of ink where the pocket is, and uh, the pens were leaking on your shirt. So the brand new shirt that you had just worn for the first time had a big black ink stain in the corner there. So I've been working to get it um, 
dislodged. And I hope that the um, work I did this morning has actually has actually panned out in my favor. I have not checked it yet, though. Anyway, I don't even know how I got on that, but uh, we were talking about why are we talking about ink, Tom? Uh, I have no idea. I know why in one way. In I don't want to know why. Let's go on. Today is also the birthday of Sean Connery. The guy who likes ocean. What is it? I like, uh, <clears throat> it's a martini shaken and not stirred. Is that right? Is that, yeah, is that what you used to that. say? Yeah, you like them. I like them gin, gin, and with vodka. Yeah. Was it shaken or stirred? Do you eat it shake? Do you drink it shaken or stirred? Uh, not either of them lately, but when I'm in the mood, I might have one. Wait, you 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 don't like vodka? You don't like vodka? No, I don't like right. vodka. It's, it and has he does the vodka. Okay, so he likes. He was born today, 1930. His order of a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred, in the James Bond movies in which he starred, altered the classic recipe for a martini ever since. Most martinis now are made with vodka instead of gin, which was yeah. the original. And if you ask you, or even worse, better component of the drink. Uh, or even something worse, because there actually is a pretty good bit of um, uh, alcohol in, those, in the one with the... Good grief, yes, certainly. But the, uh, I uh, get a good quality gin, as opposed to just... Uh, okay. The one that forms with the other, the vodkas right. merging into one another. And then to me, you have nothing. Okay. Henry, uh, you're going to have to just go ahead and take it because in all of the disarray around here, um, and it's too long a story, the clock is missing. I was not expecting to do a show today, so I was not set up to do it. So go ahead and take it whenever you need to. We should be about 15 seconds away or something. But I will go and run down that clock uh, during the break. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. Hurricane Laura is moving west-northwest across the southeastern Gulf of Mexico, and it's expected to strengthen into a major hurricane by tomorrow night. Landfall is projected around the Texas-Louisiana line. The National Hurricane Center is forecasting a storm surge as much as 13 feet from Sea Rim State Park in Texas to Intracoastal City, Louisiana. Ashley Buller with the Cameron Parish Emergency Preparedness Office says storm surge is their number one concern. We have a few areas that may be 15 feet above sea level uh, where our, our ridges and chenilles are, but the majority of the parish is actually marshland and water. The state is also dealing with the coronavirus, and the Phase 2 order is set to expire Friday. Governor Edwards says he'll likely extend it. About half of our parishes are still well above 10% on positivity. So yesterday I had a long conversation with Dr. Burks. She called to specifically talk about Louisiana, and she expressed some concerns. LRN. Two, four, Contacting five, your workers' comp carrier shouldn't be a seven, painful process. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Ugh. Please re-enter your policy number or say representative. Representative. I'm sorry, I didn't. Representative. Ugh. At Luba, we don't have robots answering our phones. We have humans, like Lisa. Thank you for calling Luba Workers' Comp. How may I help you? Answering your call is just the first of many ways we set ourselves apart. Visit lubawc.com to experience the Luba difference. Bayou Fleet Towing, can I help you? Yes, I'm in the parking lot of the convenience store, and there are blowouts all over the place. How many blowouts are there? Well, it's kind of hard to tell. They're everywhere, I tell you. Sir, I need a number. Maybe 50 to 100. You better hurry before they're gone. Gone? 
Sir, they can't leave with a blowout. It's the lottery's new scratch-off 50 and $100 blowout. You could win up to $100,000. What? Play 50 and $100 blowout from the lottery. Must be at least 21 to purchase. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? All right. We are back. Uh-huh. Five five six nine six nine six is the mm-hmm. number if you would like to talk to us. We're here to talk with you about food. Food. Anyway, winter. back to Sean Connery because um and, and I don't even know there's really no connection between this and Sean Connery, but it goes to that Rachel Ray and Ina Garten sophistication. <clears throat> Who do you identify with? Uh, I've said a million times I'm not a gourmet, but I am a snob, mm. <laughs> which, is, which is, I don't know, probably the worst of both worlds. But um, the uh, James Bond character is definitely a suave and sophisticated. And um, the other night we were looking at uh, Cary Grant on the French Riviera in the movie To Catch a Thief. And he was very suave and sophisticated. So um, people do identify absolutely with personalities on the radio or on television. And it's funny to have both Rachel Ray, who I think is one kind of personality, and Sean Connery, another kind of personality who would attract totally different kinds of people, um, birthdays sharing the same day. Five five six nine six nine six. I don't know if it is. <laughs> I don't know if it is really National Martini Day, Tom. I'm suspicious yeah. now of your almanacs. I know that it is National Banana Split Day. That much we are sure of because we're now uh, working on the newsletter, and so we we have to double check, check and double check your almanacs. They are fun, nevertheless. So today you have in here uh, National Martini Day that I guess you made up or something because i think there was a national martini day some other time recently but you know there's one thing about uh about those uh martinis martinis Uh and uh it was uh during of them someone came by and wanted to give me a a cocktail yeah because i was in the hospital Getting, uh, Why would someone give you a cocktail in the hospital? They thought that that would be the thing that would make me feel good. But I was having <laughs> a, uh, a... Is this uh, the Meckles de Verticula? No, no, not quite that okay. far along. But uh, anyhow, I, I, ever since... When uh, were you in the hospital after that, Tom? Oh, oh, uh, oh, several times, actually. Yeah, your broken ankle. Uh, was that it? No, actually, it was uh, right around Christmas time, strangely. So it was... Uh, what do you call those? Oh, well... <laughs> Fibs? Huh? <laughs> when were you in the hospital at Christmas time, Tom? I was. Right at Christmas time. Uh, when and, was that? And the guy who I shared the uh, the, the uh, room with, uh, he couldn't stand them. So that's how I learned how to like... Uh, uh, I'm trying to that. think of when that was. I'm trying to think of... Um, 1993. Okay, so that was yeah. when you had your appendix out. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Appendoctor. Right. So your head, but it actually wasn't that. It was not your appendix. It was your Meckel's diverticulum. That's right. Which is not in everyone, mm-hmm. correct? You have like an extra little thing there. 
Yeah, it's there too was a gross. Lot of stuff Definitely there. not not the stuff of a food show. That's for sure. No, we don't want to put that in. People's yeah, spots. five five six nine six nine six. So we're going to go back to your National Martini Day. They went out of vogue in the seventies when everyone started drinking wine. Did they start drinking wine in the seventies, or was that the early eighties? Drinking wine it, it, that goes back a long, long way, but not as that net as that uh, name. Uh, it is a few categories that all come together, and it turns out that they, they, they are pretty good. I grew together. up in a house where there wasn't any drinking. It wasn't like you can't drink or anything. It was just like I would see these homes on television, and first of all, they were much more glamorous homes than mine. I mean, my mom basically wore this house dress, which I have to say mm -hmm. I'm starting to do myself. But anyway, uh, it was... You know, not like um, Father Knows Best, where the the wife was beautifully dressed with the perfect flared skirt, and she was trim and had an, a row of pearls. And when her husband came home, she had a drink ready for him, and they would sit down and have drinks before dinner. That doesn't sound like wonderful. Well, I'm just saying that that was not the home that I grew up in. There you go. I grew up in a chaotic household of Who's seven wrong? kids. No, we definitely wasn't. It grew up with seven kids, and it was, you know, just like a giant casserole, and there was no time for socializing with a drink. And my parents didn't, didn't entertain other people, and they had drinks. There was none of that sort of thing in my house, so I can't identify with that at all. But it's really interesting. If you did grow up in a house like that, um, when did that sort of thing change? Or do you still do that? Like, I don't know, do people today, because this has just never been my experience, do you have drinks before dinner? I think that the drinks before dinner thing, which mm -hmm. was kind of part of the 50s, I think that ended more like along the late seventies. I don't think it. I think it was. I don't think it was early seventies. I think it was like late seventies, and then we went into going out to dinner and having wine. Am I incorrect about that? If you if you have something to add to that totally innocuous observation of mine, um, give us a call five five six nine six nine six. Thomas, that how would you how, how would you characterize that? Does that have any accuracy in your mind at all? My senior mind. I don't, you mean the seniors' minds that I have now? I don't. I <laughs> well, anyway. I know, I Tom, know. for a fact that you did not grow up in a household where that occurred either. Um, but you probably, in the 70s, maybe went to households where that was happening, assuming that it was still happening. But I think maybe by the late 70s, we were mm -hmm. out of that. You know, I don't, so I don't think that's that going on. Going. I don't think that goes on in American households, generally speaking, now. I mean, we have, we have an enormous bar here at this house only because of what you do and the fact that you've had everybody on at one time or another who's introducing this or that product and there's it's such a waste i mean life is just not fair we have a gigantic bar full of every imaginable alcohol from the highest level to the lowest level and no one ever has a drink here uh, 
We've got to put in a little more. We'll do an auction or careful, something. Uh, we're going to do a, a, an auction. I know that when I had my big uh, milestone birthday a couple of years ago, I decided that we would bring a lot of that. Uh, we had it at the home of a friend, and we would bring a lot of that to have a big bar. And, and still, there wasn't a lot of liquor drunk here. So maybe we should start well, giving that away as prizes. It happened to me once, and I will tell you there is no good advantage to Getting, getting drinking drunk. a lot yeah, yeah. Well, i'll tell you broke your ankle that's one of the ways yeah okay anyway getting back to actually Martini. that was the only one come to think of it oh you're finally admitting that after how many years Tom? six years six uh, years maybe seven years a, no nine years nine years my goodness okay uh let's see the martinis going back to the martinis in new orleans the bombay club kept the flame alive and continued to glorify the drink putting some real effort into making them well it is as you learned in a metairie restaurant possible to make a very bad martini oh i won't ask where that was that'll do it that'll martinis are so popular that the world the word has almost become synonymous for the cocktail Anything served in a slant-sided martini glass is being called a martini. Some of these aren't even drinks. Seafood martinis, shrimp, crab meat, lobster, or crawfish in a martini glass with some kind of cold sauce. These are also being widely served. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that? Oh. The original martini, according to a number of sources, consists of gin and white vermouth served with chunks of ice strained into the famous glass then garnished with an olive the proportion of gin to vermouth is between 50 50 and 75 25 the fact that there was indeed a good bit of vermouth is confirmed by something obvious vermouth is the primary product of martini and rossi company for which the drink is named oh, rossi the company. vogue now is for dry martinis the vermouth component approaching zero You've seen menus that say the martinis are dry, made with gin, shaken with ice in front of a bottle of vermouth or some such joke. As far as real martinis, you can't say, you can't understand this. The taste of vermouth is essential to the drink. You'd say more than that, than the olive, but you seem to be among a tiny minority in thinking that. Uh, at the, uh, Just like you are in preferring of, vodka to regular at, at martini. At the risk of a couple of words of, uh, so uh, what do you think in... The Creole, uh, not the Creole, the uh, the current... Uh, Vogue? What? Vogue? The, the Vogue, yeah, the Vogue uh, of putting cocktails at the, at the beginning of meals, which is a classical thing from back in the 50s and 60s. But it has, in recent times, uh, gotten cocktails that are beautifully done, uh, very generous most of the time, and uh, they add a whole new dimension of what you get in a bar or in a restaurant uh, and uh, attaches it up with a couple of other things that you could get too. And I, uh, I love it myself. And if you told me you'd never get off on a, a uh, one of these cocktails, Cocktail. no big deal, you know. There's, so, cocktails have become enormously popular yeah. in the last, what, 20 years? Was Tales of the Cocktail about 20 years old? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I would say within the last 10 years, you know what I think it is? I no, think tell me. 
I think, I don't, you know, I mean, we live in this city, so I don't know how it is in other cities, but in this city, we've had a really, really significant demographic shift. We're coming up on Saturday uh, on the 15th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. So, oh, here. you know, I never thought about that. Yeah. I think you may be on to something. Yeah. So um, I think that what has made the martini culture in New Orleans so big in the last probably 10 years is the coming of age of the kids who migrated here to help bring back the city after Hurricane Katrina. Those, quote, kids are now 30 and up, and, um, and they are into creative, handcrafted cocktails. And I think that that, I don't know if that's a nationwide trend, but I think it oh, is the millennials that have driven You've an entire something. new realm of cocktails. This is an, an, a whole new look at this because we hadn't been talking about the beautiful and carving yeah, we're not talking about. We're, but that's but it's pretty about good. Your basic martini. <laughs> we're talking about drinks that on the top of the glass is a whole meal. Have you have you seen those? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like yeah. it's they're so creative that that they're just in a realm by themselves. It's like they shouldn't even be called cocktails. It should be called something else because they're they're so far above the traditional. Uh, world view of cocktails. It's 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 a new whole new dimension. But then you have to grind out a new cocktail and then go back there and mess with that a lot uh, back and forth. Yeah, these are not, not your, just making these are up. not your mama and grandmother's cocktails. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. We'll be back after these messages. Ta-da. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef. Combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds. All wonderful. A terrific burger if you must. Great steaks too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette. 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com the Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Da, 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 da. Tom, it's what is a Manhattan? What's in it? I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten News. And I, uh, it's what, a, what's a one the, line. What's in the drink Manhattan? 
uh, it puts a little spin on the edge and uh, it makes the whole cocktail a little bit better, especially if it's coming from some other place than where you are drinking. So anyway, uh, you, you get involved in that so a little bit. What's the alcohol in it? <clears throat> the alcohol that makes it a drink. What is it? Thank you. <laughs> well, it, let's go to who's on the line. Okay. Michael, Michael 75. Michael 75. Hello there. Come on in. Speaking of drinks, what is that? French 75. Yeah. Yeah, good hey. afternoon. Uh, 163 straight days in the car or in the house without any human contact except my family. <laughs> and I'm still now, is this, is this self-imposed, Michael? What is the, is this like some sort that's of... Called, that's called what, why this country is leading the world in deaths. Nobody even close to us because it wasn't self-imposed. People going out, oh, they, could, they could do things. It's ridiculous. Okay. But anyway, let them, let them all die. <laughs> If, if they don't want to listen to to science, of course they hate that. But uh, anyway, back back to science. Uh, my scientific. Wait, Michael. Uh, when do you think you're going to leave the house? Uh, probably January or so. Okay, you know, just curious. You know, when you put, when you're in a dangerous area, you go into what they call quarantine. That's what this right. is. It's just a little longer than normal, but. Uh, these people who are uh, these Patrick Henry types that say, give me liberty or give me death, but they're looking for death. They, they don't understand quarantines. But anyway, back to my... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, analyze this. It's a, that's a strange bunch of data. Okay. Strange. Thank you but for that dissertation. You are actually <laughs> speaking to one of those Patrick Henry types. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah I figured that. So anyway, um, my, science, <laughs> uh, my scientific my, my scientific martini is uh, uh -huh. the, the, the goose from France flies into my martini and uh, uh -huh. shaking not stirred. Hey, I hate, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll take a couple of hours, but none of that uh, dirty martini stuff. I hate that. Yeah. How's your Did diet you know, going? What? How's your diet going? Fabulous. I'm down to 30. Today I'm getting, I'm going out and everybody's putting everything in my trunk. Don't say I'm getting uh, two pounds of fresh shrimp. I'm making a shrimp gumbo and uh, um, a shrimp uh, etouffee. And then I'm getting um, what a potato salad and um, I'm getting uh, two orders of pho from Pho Bang. And so, okay, now let me uh, let me ask you a question, Michael. You're actually leaving the house. You're just yeah, not in going car. into no, any place. I'm, I, I'm enclosed in the car. Nobody can get close to me. Yeah, I but they're, the, they're <laughs> they they put the stuff. Okay. Yeah, I, I, we're not going to explore this too too greatly, Michael, because then we get it. This would be a different. This would be a different show. We'll just let you go ahead. All right. So you are out and about, but but uh, but you're getting your stuff brought to you right sounds good yes okay but, All right. but I, then, so, I, then I, wipe, I wipe it off when it comes from the uh, grocery store or mm -hmm. from um, uh, whatever restaurant I go to so I, I wipe it off here's a little okay. tidbit you know what they used to call Dean Martin Dino Martini mm -hmm. yeah because of the, yes but he alcohol. never did drink yeah he did he didn't drink no he didn't of course he did when it was, he was all an act no, no. Some of it was an act on his on his show a little bit, but he drank a lot with the uh, Rat Pack. Look that up. Any, anyway, close enough. Um, 
So here's the deal. What, his, do you, does anybody know his real name? What? No. What was that it, last? What? What's his real name? Oh, oh, no. I, we have to let you Probably take Dean that. Martin. <laughs> he, he was a kick, though. If you ever talk to him, you can go uh, run into him. Uh, well, not anymore. Funny. No, that's true. No, not anymore. But, Is Michael still there? Is who? Oh, no. Don't tell me. Michael, please tell me you're still there. Yeah, I'm there. I've been waiting for Tommy. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's Dino Crocetti. He, he, and you know what his occupation was before they discovered him? He was a croupier at a dice emporium. What's a croupier? <laughs> what, what's a croupier? That's the guy with the stick where, where you shoot dice. He, he controls the dice. Oh, uh, okay. 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 Okay, that's a, that's a right. French term. Uh, they have that okay. at uh, Monte Carlo. But um, uh, yeah, so th that's that's the deal. So uh, uh, what else? Uh, I'm getting something. Oh yeah, I got, yeah, I told you about the two uh, number five first. So anyway, the point is, I don't know how I'm losing this weight, but I told you it's all psychological. Sorry. Your diet. Your diet of you logging in your diary. Yeah, just a diary, writing it down. I mean, you can. A, a diary, diary. There you go, millions of, of things. It. It's a cycle. I can't believe how it affects you. I might have to write a book on this. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. But, but, but okay, here was a book I was writing, but I was too lazy to write. I knew a lot oh, of no. book. I, I knew a lot of bookmakers who went to a federal prison. Almost all of them were real fat when they went in. Almost all of them when they came out. Well, thin as rails, not thin as rails, but, but regular size. They all lost like 100 pounds. And I, uh -huh. and I, 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 I talked to a lot of them and said, how'd you do it? They just said, well, we were kind of bored. We worked out, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so I was going to write a book of, of an interview of all of these uh, guys who went to federal prison. It was going to be called The Federal Prison Diet. And... Mm. Uh, I'm guessing the food's probably not as good as, you know, something that would really entice it's you to. It's its way there, though. Well, well, that that actually makes my diet even better because I'm eating nothing but great food. Yeah, so, uh, for sure. So there try, you go. All put that. together. <laughs> write, write it down. Right. Okay. Three words. Write, three words. Write it down. Okay. Write it down and lose the weight. Okay. I love it. All right, Michael. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Five five six nine six nine six. Call me Patrick Henry. Same phone number <laughs> as for the last uh, couple of weeks. Or All right. You have a lovely, I love. Uh, today. I, I I love. Wait, I have a lovely what? Lovely what, Tom? She has a lovely. Uh, I just have a lovely, lovely. Uh, yeah. There you, know, you go. Just leave it at that. There with you the, go. With the, uh, yeah. With yeah. The, All right. Gin, Tom, is your edible dictionary word of the day. It is? Yes. That's why I asked you. Gin, gin. Yeah. Just gin. Mm -hmm. It's your edible dictionary word of the day. And, you know, I've now, I've now, I was about to say I've now lost the, uh, the initial part of it. But, yeah, I actually have. All right. We'll have to find the the front page for gin, the edible dictionary word of the day, because mm 
Uh, it's your edible dictionary word of the day, and I want to say it. I like your edible dictionary words. But I do have a deaf dining rule for you. Oh, let's hear Number 854. Tom, I think I've done that one too. 54. That's if a... you don't know what brand of gin makes the best martinis for your palate and why, you're not drinking them for the after effects. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, you're just drinking them for the after effects. Is there really that much uh, difference in the way martinis oh, you, taste? If you knock back a cocktail, not a cocktail specifically, but uh, one of these jobs, uh -huh. uh, you uh, will certainly uh, register this as something that is straight out of the uh, the bartender's mixed ideas. And uh, it's not just for a sip. Uh, it, it, that's another thing. Uh, you have a martini and it doesn't have uh, any decent uh, gins or anything, uh, you, re you really don't have much of anything there. And I don't know why people get worked up about that. But uh, to each to his own. Okay. Uh, your words to eat by is actually from Johnny Carson, Tom. Really? Yes, One of my quote, happiness is finding two olives in your martini when you're hungry. End quote. Ding. Yes. Sounds like something he would say. All the charming and beautiful things from the Song of Songs to Bouillabaisse and from the nine Beethoven symphonies to the Martini cocktail have been given to humanity by men who, when the hour came, turned from tap water to something with color in it and more of it than mere oxygen and hydrogen. Tom, that sounds like something you would say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about it for a while before I figure it out. <laughs> well, I was a, a big... Uh, <laughs> that was H.L. Mencken. I liked uh, Johnny Carson a lot. Who, does, who didn't like Johnny Carson? Johnny Carson was another one of those personalities that people loved, and he was sort of a universal donor kind of personality. He was just fun not controversial in any way. The Tonight Show was less a political statement and more just good humor, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was a different time. And it's a pity that those times are gone. I don't know. He did pretty well <clears throat> on his leaf uh, as time went on. But what are we all looking for anyhow? Love. Could be anything. Aren't we all just looking love? for love, Tom? Is that the truth? We're all just yeah. looking for love. You just looking, looking for from, food. That's what you're oh, looking for. Now, now we know. <laughs> now we know where, where to uh, stop. Tom dead. is always it's, just looking for food. What's that, babe? Ah, here's that page. Gin. I'm going to do your edible dictionary word as we go to the top of the hour news. Gin. The edible dictionary word of the day, a colorless, usually distilled spirit made from grain flavored with juniper berries and other flavoring agents called botanicals. And distilled a second time, botanicals, whose flavors come through in a good gin, are anise and citrus peel, as well as the resiny quality of the juniper. The you botanicals... Know, that's, that's pretty good on its own. A, a good, what, juniper? A, a good... Uh, Botanical? A botanical. I think of a botanical as something I put on my skin. That's another Not word something for, I drink. for, uh, for uh, gin. Yeah. A botanicals also create a refreshing. sensation of astringency or dryness. The ancestor of gin was created in the Netherlands where it was called Genever, the Dutch word for juniper. Gin is an English contraction of that name. The Brits changed a few other things about the drink using 
wheat instead of barley, and refraining from aging the spirit. The London style of gin dominates the category now. Gin is the essential ingredient for a classic martini, as well as many other drinks. The classic New Orleans gin drink is the Ramus Gin Fizz. I love watching those made. A Ramus Gin Gin Fizz in the hands of a skilled bartender is a beautiful thing to behold. Do you not think so? I don't know if Tom's thinking at all. 5569696, we'll be back. Top of the hour news time. Join me, BJ Rust, every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. to noon for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. ...is paralyzed from the waist down. The officers involved were placed on administrative leave, and peaceful protests began yesterday, but things again turned violent, and looting and rioting began once again late last night. Kenosha business owner Elijah Schaefer surveying the damage of his business after the riots. What I see I was not prepared for. I knew it was going to be a disaster, but I didn't know what a disaster looked like until I saw it. More than a half a million people in Texas and Louisiana are being told to evacuate before Hurricane Laura's arrival. Galveston Mayor Craig Brown saying the weather is still nice in his city, so this is a day for everyone to be prepared to get out. Laura is expected to pick up speed and make landfall tomorrow night as a Category 3 hurricane. USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. During the Republican National Convention, President Trump met with essential workers at the White House. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes explains from Washington. President Trump says his administration is not getting rid of U.S. postal workers. In a pre-recorded meeting with essential workers at the Republican National Convention, the president said that he cares deeply about the U.S. Postal Service. He met with postal workers, police officers, registered nurses, and doctors to discuss the coronavirus pandemic. The University of Alabama has reported 531 COVID-19 cases at its Tuscaloosa campus since classes resumed last week as the city's mayor announced bar closures to stem the spread of the potentially deadly bug. The executive order closing bars and bars inside restaurants until September 8th. And you're listening to USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Laptop shortages across the United States could greatly affect schools as classes start up again. Due to hardware delays, laptops might arrive in time for the start of virtual classes. It's a little bit like asking them to paint without a paintbrush. It's asking them to play basketball without a ball. Tom Baumgarten, superintendent of the Morongos Unified School District in California, says his district is waiting for over 5,000 Lenovo Chromebooks. It's several several weeks delayed now. We're all chasing computers. We're calling the companies. I mean, this past weekend, we just got a 1,000 computers. The shortage also affecting schools in Ohio, Maryland, Indiana, and New York. Some showers and a thunderstorm could yet affect the areas tonight and beginning throughout the day Tuesday. Some storms could produce heavy rainfall as energy from Laura spreads tropical showers our way through Wednesday and Thursday. A new storm surge watch is in effect now, as well as a new tropical storm watch in effect from Laura, who's track continues to a landfall to our west near the Texas-Louisiana border Wednesday. Going to be muggy, early morning 80, afternoon high tomorrow of 90. Keep your guard up. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency alerts and warnings. Yeah, it's uh, a little slab of a, of, a, of, a, of a time from extra days and four forward days. days. And all of this stuff is brought together over here at the, what do we call this? This, this, this uh, spot has a name, doesn't it? The Cool Water Ranch. The Cool Water Ranch, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Anyway, um, Marianne is here, and we sure could be clues on that. You, you feel The dining okay room today? table, the rebooted food show, all of these things work having to do with this little program here about food. Tom and Marianne Fitzmorris here, 556-9696 if you want to join us. It would sure be uh, great for you to join us over here. You d- don't have to get a, uh, anything that is expensive or that you even have to pay for. So uh, just come on over. Let's talk about the cocktails we've had, the cheesecakes we've done, uh, steaks. I mean, there's so much out there to be enjoyed. Oh, well, you know what uh, we ran into yesterday? Um, there was this uh, little, uh, what looks like... Uh, a little place where you would uh, get a, a some uh, candy. The or Band Grocery. The Band. B-A-N-D. Uh, yeah, it's on the corner of uh, Monroe. Monroe and I forget Lafitte. Lafitte. And uh, I've been looking at that since I was uh, a teenager and wondering, you know, where, where did this come from? It, it's like a little shop 
That's what I'm wondering about some of these stories, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Where did this come from? You were you weren't living over here on, when you were a teenager. Well, you know they don't get. The, <clears throat> when uh, our kids plated. were teenagers, we we saw that building because they yeah. went to school nearby. But on the corner of Monroe and Lafitte, in what amounts to a very tiny downtown Mandeville, there is a building that was the old Greyhound bus station yeah, in the days the when the bus was running in Mandeville. And I think we mm -hmm. could be going back to as near history as the 90s. Yeah, it has the look of that. I kind of think that the Greyhound bus was still picking up people in the 90s there. It looks like it is. So we got a roast beef poor boy. Now that was 20 years ago, but you know. And uh, the poor, poor boy, poor boy, uh, poor, the poor boy uh, was uh, came out uh, full of really thick stuff. I, I like to. It's like a big ball of shredded you know, exactly, roast beef. Uh, it's much more to my tastes to uh, have it. A, a, a lighter texture. Sliced against the grain and slices. But they had fresh yes. fries, so that's good. No, they weren't. But they, they were They were nice. They were, you know, as good as yeah. you get with that. You know, they were nice, decent frozen I'll, fries. I'll give you a break, break on that, <laughs> but I think that really is for real. But yeah. anyhow, uh, it, it, and I think it used to be, well, it looks like it used to be. It was a little grocery store, and then it became a storage unit, and now it is a sandwich shop. Well, yeah. we had one of those, and I can tell you we a little had... bit about it, but not much, because it uh, was as much as I ever want to eat there. And uh, I'll oh, really? let you know. Well, we have a we man. have a Greg, we have a Steve and a Stephen, we have a Greg and a Gregory, we have a Mike and a Michael, and the Mike of Michael, Mike and Michael. Mike called us for the first time in since we've been doing this show last week and mentioned the band grocery which we are not in that neighborhood a lot but coincidentally were just about four days before he mentioned it but he gave us a tip that pat gallagher was involved in a little sandwich oh, yeah, shop heard about that. What's in the story? that building mm -hmm. and it is indeed open for about a month now so we went down there to have a sandwich at the band grocery which isn't really a grocery, it's just a sandwich shop. And um, it was until recently a grocery kind of storage place. But, and I'm talking about really recently. And then, I don't know, I think the building turned over, it's owned by the McGuire's, um, not Pat Gallagher, but Pat Gallagher is doing the food and the food is just straight ahead sandwiches. And the sandwiches are good enough. They're good enough. It's just that they're not brilliant, that, but they're uh, good enough. Box that's uh, very clo really close to the very center of uh, uh, court. Um, it's by New Valaris. It's yeah. by uh, Our Lady of the Lake. Anyway, it's right across the street from that bar, yeah. which is at the crossroads <laughs> of Monroe and Lafitte. When, when I first was <clears> that's a honky singing. tonk. If I ever saw it. When I was first singing uh, with the, uh, the court, choir, the mm -hmm. choir, which uh, yeah. was kind of fuzzed off, uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the members, the you sang the, with Our Lady of the Lake Choir at one time, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I think you sang with every choir. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, <clears throat> we the bass, uh, we got to talking after the rehearsal, 
And he said, oh, I've got to show you the base, and I want you to see. And we went over to a part of the place, and then we went to that little house that you're talking about. Oh, yeah? And we punched it in, and away it went. And it was like a total different uh, world mm -hmm. of the one that this guy who had the little the bar, uh, who, when I asked him, give me a Sazerac, had no idea what a Sazerac was, either to make it or to eat it or drink it. So it, it, it's a funny little place, though. Oh, that bar. You're talking yeah. about that bar? Yeah. That's a honky-tonk. I've never been inside, but it definitely looks like something I would call a honky-tonk bar. Yeah. There you go. Something out there. With limited knowledge of what a honky-tonk or a honky-tonk bar is, even. It just has that look about it like country bar. Not, not unappealing if you're interested in going to a country bar, but, you know. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a cool little place. Yeah. All right, across the street from there, that's that's a corner that is um, that is burgeoning, let's say, because there are four corners to every corner. There's the bar, then there's the band grocery, which has just opened up into that little sandwich shop, and then across the street from that, Cayman Sinclair owns that space, which is being used for all of his toys and various accoutrement for his operations of which which is extensive and uh at some point he plans to open a barbecue joint there and i hope he i hope he keeps that plan because we could use mm -hmm. a cayman sinclair barbecue joint i think and then the Sounds other one cute. is just like some lawnmower place but those three places are you know kind of popping up and giving new life to that corner it's uh funny but, and i want to get a bus too a, a you want a Greyhound bus? bus? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Tom, you know, I used to always say, um, used to always say when it's time I should drive you to Big Bend and then that's the end for you. Well, we'll put you on the bus and let you go to Big Bend. And way. let you go. <laughs> we'll put you on a Greyhound bus and let you go that way. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. So we had at the band grocery. A club sandwich, which I never fail to get if it's on a menu. This was an atypical club. Club. It was less a club and more a sandwich. It was, um, I don't know, to me, in order for something to be a true club, it has to be cut in four triangles, which stand up as a triangle. This was not that. It was haphazardly cut in half with the turkey and the you know, ham sort of falling out of it, which is part of a club is the uniformity and the neatness of a club. Uh, this was not the case. It was not a bad tasting sandwich. It was a fine sandwich, but I wouldn't call it like a classic club. It's called the Deli Club. There's a Turkey Club, and I guess the Turkey Club does not have ham, but the Deli Club was what I would call a uh, sandwich sort of almost mm. haphazardly thrown together, um, but of fine ingredients. There was not a thing wrong with the ingredients. The coleslaw was pretty okay. It was fine, nothing special. You know, I Tom, love, I love uh, hearing, of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, report? Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. No, I can do better than that. But okay. uh, this was... I, An account of what we just had? Yeah, but yeah. It, it had a, another little aspect of it that it's so Brutal. perfect. 
<laughs> that I'm going to see if I can hang on to it for, uh, until the next time we meet, and then I get a chance to uh, to talk about okay. what a, sa a Sazerac is. Okay. Well, let's take a break because yeah. we have uh, commercials to do, so we'll be right back after these messages. Ding, ding. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Ponchatoula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish and the seafood boat. Carnival Time Lounge has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304 one four six nine. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. Five five six nine six nine six. Let's go to Alan. Hi, Alan. Hey. Well, you know the guy who's blowing that, and the guy who was boy, uh, voicing just before that, real geniuses. Says <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm not the genius, but uh, Louis Armstrong certainly, certainly was. I think this is this. I think this group is the guys that uh, used to sing on the top of the Montlion Hotel, which they did for a long time on the roof. Who's that? <laughs> the Royal <coughs> Royal Hotel. Yeah. Who, who was it though? Uh, let's see. It was four guys. Let's ask the people and see if they know. I, you know oh, we're having a hurricane. Do you miss those? I, I don't, but but I think I think Tom might be referring to Ronnie Cole. Ron, Ronnie Cole the was. Um, Could have been. Does that ring a bell to you, Tom? Ronnie Cole. Could Ronnie be. Cole tree. Anyways, uh, he used yeah he was um and, and again Marianne this is before your time. 
Um, but uh, thank you, Ellen. Uh, you know, <laughs> when my mom used to uh, run to you know take the two and a half hour uh, trip to uh, Dornax for kosher goods, uh, we would stay a night or two. Uh, it would always be at the Montleon Hotel, and that's why I, I, I remember that uh, Ronnie Cole was up there. But um, Alan, one twenty-eight oh. now, one twenty-eight. You can get a room <laughs> for one twenty-eight right now. Visit old memories. Uh, well, now, uh, no, you know, I'm, I'm saying school is starting, um, but I, I could probably just take my laptop and uh, continue to teach from uh, the go. top of the Montleon Hotel. But anyway. <laughs> Michael, seventy-five. He's my uh, new hero. I won't go into details. Uh, <laughs> I think that's great. I love him. No, seriously, um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Michael, seventy-five. Uh, <clears throat> on the subject of martinis, uh, and, and actually, I think June nineteenth was actually Martini Day. Um, but like you said, uh, once the Marine, mm, I really think we started like that. Yeah, you can't I, I, no, no, no kidding. Just by coincidence, we started off the show with that. <laughs> yes, and uh, I'll do respects to uh, Allie because I remember, um, oh, several months back, she was uh, uh, co-hosting the show with Tom, and um, everybody was uh, saying how vodka is just a nothing drink, has no flavor, no, it's like just. Ugh. And um, I called him, and because um, I think she's a fan of vodka. And after being a vodka martini guy, um, I switched. Oh, uh, two months ago to gin. I now love gin. I'm a gin and tonic guy, and I will tell. I'll tell you why. Um, it's uh, it's medicinal. Um, not be Tanqueray, but uh, tonic. Tonic water has um, quinine in it. And the reason mm -hmm. why yeah. I... It's, I love it. I, I, I do too. It, it, the reason why I'm drinking tonic with, well, tonic for sure, uh, not the tank, right? But uh, uh, they do go together really nicely. But uh, tonic having quinine stops cramps. I have been getting, uh, prior to that, uh, a switching. Uh, cramps in my legs at night. Just boy, that's boy. A no, nice to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. Where's that really nice plant uh, and the other little <coughs> pen I had? <clears throat> we could have taken care of it, but oh no! <laughs> nice stomach cramps, but cramps in the legs. It, it probably from from just not exercising, not going out uh, enough, like uh, like Michael, seventy five. I was about to say it's probably from your self imposed quarantine, like Michael, seventy five. <laughs> if he's your hero, go ahead. <laughs> So yeah, uh, since I've been uh, drinking um, Tangray and tonics, uh, with the quinine being added and a natural ingredient to uh, to tonic, um, my my cramps and my legs have stopped. So um, anyway, Allie, uh, that's why sounds I'm like an infomercial. <laughs> it sounds like it goes back a long time. That seems to be the case. <laughs> And uh, happy birthday to Allie, too. Uh, I follow her on Instagram, and I think uh, her husband uh, and, and herself, Allie, uh, they celebrate their birthdays like a couple of weeks apart they from do, each yes. other. Mm -hmm. And they were just having a blast. They were, they were, they were out and about. Um, bless her heart. So anyways, uh, 
Yeah. Well, clearly Michael 75 is not her hero. Go ahead. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, you know, probably not Ron Gorman. Ron Gorman, a waiter, you know, he's amazing. Um, I remember when this first, you know, this this pandemic started, and he was talking about a party he was getting ready for. Yeah. uh, 30, 40, 50 people. Now, Ron, the gourmet waiter, is my hero. (laughs) I do. I mean, everybody's got uh, a hero, I guess. I I, I am careful. You know, my wife is a nurse practitioner, so I have no choice. I I don't want to get into a a, a, a COVID show. We're we're the anti-COVID show. Right, we are. And, and, And I love that. I love that uh, because yeah, it's just way too much. It everything's mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Uh, right. so, so you let me just confirm because I'm up here in Seattle, and sometimes out of touch. You were not on the air yesterday, is that correct? We were not because there's wasn't. supposed to be a whirlwind of hurricanes here, but you'd never know it to look at the sky. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, when you tuned to WGSO yesterday, um, you get the Weather Channel, <laughs> and I thought, right. Hmm. That's odd, and, they, and I thought it was just. <laughs> You're probably thinking those Fitzmorrises screwed up with their techno stuff again. Here we go. <laughs> Always assume technical issues on my part, folks. Go ahead. Oh, but yeah, uh, you know, my wife says you don't miss the uh, uh, being down there because uh, you know we're heading toward the 29th of August. No. That was the uh, the big day that changed the world for everybody. For us. Is that when you moved? You moved after Katrina? No, no, no. Uh, it did take us out of town for a while. My wife came back, um, you know, within a few weeks. Being that she's a nurse, they really needed her. And I found a job in Houston um, teaching uh, a wonderful fifth grade class. Uh, it was a great year for me. <laughs> How long have you been in Seattle again? Well, you know, we, so we returned to New Orleans and stayed there another four years. We, we moved up here to Seattle in 2009, okay. in summer of 2009. So, gosh, I cannot believe that's, yeah. what, 11 years now? It's, yeah. Yep. It's just, <coughs> uh, I can't believe it. Time flies. And, yeah. Well, anyway, so up here, yeah, the weather is like in the, uh, it's like 68, 69, yeah. beautiful sunshine. But, I know that November's around the corner. Well, it's beautiful yeah. sunshine here, too, Alan. That's what's so oh, puzzling so. about the whole hurricane report. All right, we're going to go. We have another call to get in before the bottom of the hour. I thank you very much for calling, as always. Uh, <coughs> okay, who do we have next? Steve. I Greetings. Thought Tom had gone, I thought Tom had gone to work for the weather station, weather thing <laughs> yesterday, man. <laughs> I didn't think it was a screw up. I said Tom's finally gotten the job oh, he wants. That's it. <laughs> the frustrated afraid. hurricane tracker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, All I gotta say way, is this: if her, if Tom had ever been a hurricane tractor, he would long be dead. I'm not joking. Yeah, okay. probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, and Alan, I'd rather slam my hand on a car door than drink gin. Me too. Uh, it's nasty stuff. Ugh. It is. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so that's, that's it? just what you'd like. Well, I ran yeah. Alan off for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Isn't that <laughs> man? I ought to be ashamed of myself, but I'm not. It's amazing, huh? <laughs> well, he just said I, caller on the line. He didn't say Steve. I thought it yeah, was a yeah. real caller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, I had my feelings surgically removed a few years ago, so I'm in I'm in good shape, Marianne. Okay, good. You know, so, it's all in good fun anyway. All right. Absolutely. And uh, my brother-in-law just escaped Lake Charles, so don't laugh about the hurricane and the weather. Now wait, so he so is it there? Oh, that's where it, it's gonna it's gonna kick their butts. Okay. It's gonna be a category three, maybe a four. Really? Hitting mm-hmm. over there in the Lake Charles Beaumont area. And No, uh, I don't mean to make light of a hurricane. Look, Hurricane Katrina demolished yeah, our yeah. family. So well, it, I mean, they I, definitely are there. But yeah. I'm just and saying when everything shuts up and rolls, the roll the sidewalks are rolled up and it's beautiful sunshine, you go, wait a minute, what's going on here? So Well it's my wife is a uh, nurse at a hospital and like she says I would so much rather be prepared and have it for nothing, you know, than the the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, they they got to start preparing three or four days out, and uh, if it comes up nothing, they're all real happy. Yeah. So, okay. So anyway, but like I said, I'd rather slam my hand and drink gin. So okay. Noted. We'll put that down in your words to, in the words to drink by in the almanac for 2025. Okay. You hear about <laughs> the guy that walked into a bar and said he wanted a Corona and two hurricanes, and the bartender <laughs> said, "No problem. That'll be 2020." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, so true. But not really all, right, all that later. funny. All right. Take care. Bye. Five five six nine six nine six. Gosh, they crank those things out quickly, don't they? Jokes. Jokes. Jokes? Yeah. And did you like that one or it was a- Well, I did like that one, but people would say that I'm I'm cavalier. Mm. Which I am. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are talking about food here. It's the food That's show. That's the way it goes. We do it that way and we'd love to have you do it too. And if you didn't think you did it enough or wildly the best way, uh, call us up and we'll give you a refund. No, not really. (laughs) If you do call us, though, and say something interesting, and that's not, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not really, which almost would be kind of new and different on this show. But um, if you call up and do that, we have uh, prizes for you. We have a $50 gift certificate from Bit. Why am I talking like this? From Bistro Orleans, and we have a twenty-five-dollar oh, gift certificate you, from you Rosie's on the River. Rosie's place. on the River. Anyway, yeah, we'll be back. It's time for the bottom of the hour news with the Louisiana Radio Network five five six nine six nine six. If you want to talk to us when we come back, we're here for you. Do just that. Talk about food. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. A mandatory evacuation order has been issued for Calcasieu and Cameron Parishes ahead of Hurricane Laura's projected early Thursday morning landfall near the Texas-Louisiana line. The storm track and powers, reminiscent of 2005's Hurricane Rita, and Cameron Assistant Emergency Preparedness Director Ashley Buller says the storm flattened nearly every structure in the parish. To a lot of people, it seems like yesterday, and it is seeming like a very, very similar situation, if not possibly worse right now. The National Hurricane Center is forecasting a storm surge as much as 13 feet from Sea Rim State Park in Texas to Intracoastal City, Louisiana. And state climatologist Barry Kimes says the powerful storm is expected to be Category 3 at landfall and bring winds in excess of 100 miles per hour. It will also threaten inland parishes throughout northwest Louisiana. Tropical storm winds are between you know, 38 miles per hour and up, up to 74 miles per hour. 
know, we could have some pretty strong winds, uh, in, you know, in some areas. Some, some pretty high gusts. Louisiana Radio Network. The once in a decade census is here, and we're trying to remember how it works. That confusion is something scammers are banking on. AARP Louisiana wants you to get counted, but also wants you to stay safe. It's important to know that the Census Bureau will not send you an email with a link, and they will never ask you for sensitive personal information, and any official mailing will have a return address of Jeffersonville, Indiana. For more helpful tips, visit aarp.org slash fraudwatchnetwork. Contacting your workers' comp carrier shouldn't be a painful process. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Please re-enter your policy number or say representative. Representative. I'm sorry, I didn't. Representative. At Luba, we don't have robots answering our phones. We have humans, like Lisa. Thank you for calling Luba Workers' Comp. How may I help you? Answering your call is just the first of many ways we set ourselves apart. Visit lubawc.com to experience the Luba difference. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. All right. Five five six nine six nine six. It's the food show. We'd it like sure to talk is. food with you here. As Tom has been doing for 32 years, and I for just about 15 months but well, we have a lot to say because we love food here in the city. That's the well, whole who point. Who wouldn't want to be? <clears throat> That's why you've been doing it this long. Sure, you got to have good things around. Yes. All right. So, Tom, in your back to your almanac on this day in 1718, several hundred French colonists showed up in Louisiana to secure the French claim to this territory. Quite a few wound up in what was soon to become New Orleans, and they started asking for the food they remembered. From back home, a cuisine was born. A cuisine was born. Somebody ought to write a book called that. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Somebody has, must have, don't you think? It has a ring to it. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I've never seen one, but uh, that's not going to stop me from doing it, so I'm going to do it tonight well, or also, tomorrow and, and find out what we have here. There's also the feast day today of St. Louis, the... Looks like the ninth, the king of France, from age 11 in 1226 until he died on this day in 1270. He was the uh, <clears throat> in the thick of the Eighth Crusade. Our St. Louis Cathedral and the city of St. Louis, Missouri, are both named for him. He's the patron saint of that city and of New Orleans. He's also the patron saint of distillers, which strikes you as very appropriate, I still given too. his New Orleans connection and the fact that it's National Martini Day. Yes. Distillers. What is distilled? Distilled is where you allow all Are all the... spirits distilled? Uh, no, but they mo is, mostly Is that what are. makes them spirits? Yeah, because anybody can get a, a vodka or a But to, to put it together... Or to invent one of your own, because you can do that. It's, it's, it's doable. And come back with it and call that your your degretta. Is that you? why is that why they're called spirits, Tom? Spirits, yeah. Does distilling or, make you know, something a, a spirit? Joke you know, you say, yeah, I've got a distiller in here. Nah, 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 nah. Other than that, it's normal kind of behavior. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so back again to Distilling. Mm -hmm. Is distilling the act of making something a spirit? Yeah. 
It's you, the process of separating the components from a liquid mixture mm -hmm. by using selective boiling and condensation. It can result in essentially complete separation yeah. or a partial separation that increases the Even concentration so. of selected components in the mixture. In either case, the process exploits differences in the relative volatility of the mixture's components in industrial chemistry, distillation is a unit operation of practically universal importance, but it is a physical separation process, not a chemical reaction. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't what, know how what, that... Here's how it plays. Very simple. Uh, you get something that flings up to a boil, and it doesn't have to be a real high boil, but it just comes up there to the point where all of these bubbles reinsert themselves because they... Uh, now have some more of this uh, spillery kind of stuff to walk into. So it kind of plays on each other. And so you have something that wasn't uh, in, not infected. Uh, there's, you're not coming up with something that is distilled, but you also have something that has a taste of one that does. Okay, so I'm going to translate that <clears throat> by saying what it is, is after it's separ separated, the vapors are then put back into it, and that makes for a distilled thing, mm. like craft distilling. Right. That's it. So I guess vapors and spirits are the same thing. Yeah, basically that yeah. is the same. Okay. We should ask Tim McNally that. He probably know all about is, that is, stuff. Uh, is, <laughs> well, it, I, he usually is listening at this time. Henry, is, uh, is, is Tim he? still there? Can is he Tim come there? Yep. Can he come in? Okay. Not, no. We'll ask him about the spirits when we um, when he comes in. Henry, I oh he is there. Tim, are you there? Oh, okay. Okay, when he gets when he gets available, ask him if he wants to talk about spirits for a few minutes. All right, um, Henry, if I had known for sure that you were going to California. I would have told you about a place that you would probably really like. Have you ever been to Spitz? I don't think I have, no. So your your parents live where? Uh, nowadays, my parents, uh, they're, they're slowly moving up to Utah nowadays, but I grew up in Oceanside, still have a house there for the rest of this okay. year until they sell it. Okay, I thought that you, uh, I thought they were moving here, so they're moving to Utah. Okay. Well, All it's right. it's complicated. I have grandparents okay. here, so it's kind of half and half. I but. see. Okay. All right. So, um, in the Los Angeles area, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't know how much time you spend in the Los Angeles area, but if you were as far up as Santa Barbara, then you're obviously getting around there. So, mm -hmm. there is a chain of... Um, fast casual eateries called spitz s-p-i-t-z okay and it is mediterranean greek food but it's more than that it's it's three israeli guys from usc Ooh, okay. who are jewish who um that's sort of redundant huh three israeli guys from <laughs> um, and uh and they have this um concept that is absolutely just like like palette popping fantastic okay tell me about it and 
and it's um, Spitz is referring to you know like a gyro or a donar. Oh, I see. And and it's made with hip uh, American concoctions, things like sriracha and all kinds of other things that they put into these donar sandwiches that just blow your mind. So the next time you go there, um, stop in at one of them. There's probably four or five of them. There's one in Studio City. There's one downtown. I, I think will. there might be one in Pasadena. None that I know of as far south as, as Oceanside. Well, but, let um, me let me say, uh, uh, because you brought up Jewish uh, food, I actually went to a fantastic Palestinian chicken place in L.A. while I was there, Zanku Chicken, which, mm-hmm. oh, goodness gracious, some of the best hummus I've ever had in my life, I have to say. It had such a delicious spice to it. So if anybody's in L.A., Zanku Chicken, very, very good. Sand now, you have chicken. to say hummus the way that Tom likes it. Oh, Hummus. 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 <laughs> yeah. Zanku chicken. It's, it's her stick, not mine. <laughs> it's a good so stick. Tom, Tom cringes every time I say it. Okay. But anyway, they also have a good hummus at, uh, at Spitz. Oh, it's, I'll have to try yeah. it. So you have to, next time you're out there, you do try that. And of course, you have to check in on my favorite restaurant in the whole wide world, Bottega Louie, if they're still around because they're in downtown LA. They are moving a second location to uh, West Hollywood, but mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. that that one's done yet. Everything's a bit shut down in LA currently, I but know, I, yeah. I went where I could. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, enough of that. Five five six nine six nine six. We're just sitting around shooting the breeze, having to do with food and spirits, as it turns out, because Tom has deemed it National Martini Day. I'm just about at the end of your of your almanac here, Tom, which is a good thing that it's almost the end of the show. Well, uh, you have a kitchen sage. You have, you have a kitchen sage uh, says that I can talk about, which is. A martini without vermouth is like gumbo mm-hmm. without filet, fish and chips without malt vinegar, smoked Did I say salmon. That? Yeah, this is the oh, kitchen. God. Well, it's the old kitchen sage, but I think it's Tom. Um, smoked salmon without capers, a roast beef poor boy without mayonnaise, champagne without bubbles. We get the idea. Barbecue without dry rub, escargot without garlic. And you said, this might go on for hours. Let's stop now. Yes, I, I think that's true, Tom. That could definitely have gone on for hours, for sure. But um, we have some reports, too, to talk about. We went to... Um, Fire away. Okay, so we talked about our visit to Appaline, which was the culinary... Appaline, Texas? No. No, I didn't think so. Appaline Magazine Street. <laughs> Uh, and we went on Friday night to Felix's because we were going to go to get uh, grilled oysters at the Chimes. But the line to get into the Chimes, first of all, <laughs> befuddles the two of us for sure. But um, there they were, lots and lots of people and just waiting to get into the Chimes. So we moved on and went to Felix's because at this moment, char-grilled oysters on the North Shore are a difficult thing to find. Do we have any, no, no. Uh, Can I write? Yes, of course. So we went to Felix's 
And we ran into a chef that we know that we run into from time to time around Tom. Time. From time to time around Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, huh? like I've had a few martinis myself. Um, we saw Neil Swidler, who was most recently at public service. And before that, here and there, but he came to um, notoriety, I should say, for being one of the um, founding principles in the ill-fated Lucky Rooster. If those of you who remember Lucky Rooster, it was a too avant-garde concept from the group that brought us Juan's Flying Burrito and then Slice Pizzeria and Lucky Rooster was Superman. their third concept. It was where the Juan's is on Barone Street. It was short-lived, which was too bad because it was Chinese street food. And uh, now it would do a killer business, but it just... It took a long time to get open. It was besieged by all kinds of problems, and it did not last very long. Anyway, Chef Neil Swidler was in the kitchen there, and then he's moved around a bit and has landed as corporate chef for Felix's, which is a wonderful new development for them. And we had, uh, there were, I thought it was kind of odd. You know, we're going to take a break because we have a, a break to do. And then when we come back, I'll explain our visit at Felix's and talking to Chef Neil Swidler. We'll be back after these messages. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> it's great to feel young. 556-9696. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. So do, then do, we do, had, do, um, do, 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 we walked up to Felix's. There was a blackboard out there of... Uh, unusual things to see at Felix's. Things like a smoked fish dip and 
crawfish nachos. And I thought, that's strange. Why are they having these things here? And then when I saw Neil, I thought, oh, that's why they're having these things here. So <clears throat> I was inclined to get the crawfish nachos, which were made with red bean puree instead of, you know, pinto beans or the usual kinds of things that you would see on a Mexican nacho platter. And it had a crawfish, like a fried crawfish, crawfish tails, and a fresh homemade salsa. It was really good. Hmm. Those nachos were good. Where was this? This was at Felix's. When you were oh. eating the oysters, I was eating the nachos. I, my luck mm. with uh, Fees's oysters, no, Feliz. Just forget Feliz. it. Feliz. <laughs> Feliz. Felix. Felix's. Anyway, uh, uh, having gone there, no, wait a minute. I, I completely forgot what I wanted to. Yeah, you were with uh, me Friday night there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you had like, what, 20 oysters? He had, yeah, uh, it, he had a, he had six to be exact. Well, no, you had, first of all, you had a dozen of the char grills. You had yeah. like a spinach. Well, well, I don't know they were char grilled or so much as baked, but they had and a, then they had some, a Rockefeller fried, and a Bienville. And then they, they had Bienville. They had ever, uh, rather, uh, Rockefeller, Bienville, uh, the Rockefeller, Rockefeller, regular char grilled. Right. And, and then raw it, it oysters. It came to four, uh, uh, six of them. And no. then you had some raw oysters with a yeah. raspberry and peach mignonette. Which were really unusual yeah. and really good, too. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised because uh, Felix is, uh, has not been right. really great right. in the last no, 10 years, let's say. Mm -hmm. And uh, they changed everything around there. Well, Neil's there now, so he's going to so change things up a lot. Went up there, and I... Just let me make this a quick uh, 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 search of yeah. uh, info. Mm -hmm. So I had uh, all of these different ones. I said, give me one each of each of these six of these oysters, which they did. And when they came out, they were so enormous that I thought, what am I going to do with all these oysters? But then it but you ate out, they were great, every one of them. Yeah. So sat down and knocked those away, and everything else I had there too. But the oysters were terrific, and there are a lot of good oysters out there. But there are not too many that are in the category with this one. This up is up there like a Drago's, or uh, there there are a few. I think one of the last, um, one of the most interesting stories. We were talking about Katrina. Katrina. And the changes, yeah, the the sociodynamics of Katrina. And there are going to be a lot of sociodynamics of COVID. And in the restaurant community, we're seeing a lot of that already. We're seeing restaurants like NOLA closing and throwing out chefs that are really good and going to other places and changing the dynamic and the fortunes of places where they go. Like Philip Luceri, who is now at Mimi's because he lives around the corner from them, but he was the chef at Nola and now he's at Mimi's. Mm -hmm. That's going to change the dynamic <clears throat> of that restaurant 
in great ways. And we're looking forward to going out there. Yeah, they uh, will hit on it. And it's something else I ran into. I, there were, of the four oysters that I went there uh, with, um, it turns out that four of these guys are guys who I had known, uh, including yeah. in broadcasting. And we had a, a paper yeah. tile here. It was just a lot, of, a lot of oysters. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, Neil Swidler go, is way, another right? example of that. Uh, Neil didn't really know what was going on, what sort of what was happening, you know, with with public service, which was mm -hmm. part of a hotel. And so now he is corporate chef at Felix's. That's a great development for Felix's. It really is. There is the uh, new arrival on the scene at Keith Young's Gus Martin, who is from the Dickie Brennan group. He was there for 30 years. Now he's with Keith. That's going to change the dynamic of Keith's. Keith's was great. It's going to be great and and more fanciful gourmet than it was because of the influence that Gus Martin will bring to that. Um, Wes, oh, I'm not supposed to say that one yet. <laughs> Oops. Uh, there's another chef who, uh, who has not been unveiled yet, who has moved around from another restaurant that had had opened and closed right with COVID and is an excellent chef and we're looking forward to exciting things from him. But there's been a lot of shifting of fortunes around town as a result of closures which release talent over to someone else and that's going to uh, redound across the board in great ways. So. Um, to every yeah yeah to everything like this that casts bad there's also good and for every there are losers and winners to every dynamic like this so anyway um, it's just going to be a little bit different but but mm -hmm. that's one example the arrival at Felix's which is a very welcome arrival for us anyway um, and will be I think across the board. Uh, Neil Swindler, I mean, not Swindler, <laughs> Swindler, I always go there, but Swindler um, is is now the corporate chef at Felix's. We had a great meal there on Friday night. It was a surprise, and we are looking forward to going back there. Me too. Today, I dropped into uh, Gendusa out in Kenner because I was out there. Yeah, you've, you've brought a pizza from them. Right, which I was completely which, underwhelmed by. How oh, about yeah? you? Well, I've had better, but yeah. it wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't Anything? terrible, but it was it was definitely uh, surprisingly uh, not a, a great surprise. I thought it was surprising and not in a good way. Oh, well. Um, that's a good restaurant. Um, they're a very busy restaurant, and I, I thought that uh, we're more familiar with Brick Oven at the other end, and frankly, the pizza is a lot better. So um, I was down, though, at the river end of, uh, of Williams Boulevard, um, and I, I just swung in there and got you something to eat to bring home because you were yep. here all by yourself. 
That was sad. When was this? Didn't want you to starve. Five five six nine six nine six. We have oh, just that, a yeah. few more minutes <clears throat> oh, if I you would like to chat with us. We're uh -huh. here to do that with you as we wind up another food show. Uh, we have um, we have been off for a day, having mm -hmm. to do with the coverage of the hurricane, and do not know what the rest of the week holds for the show. But if we are off one day, we'll be back the next day. Um, you know, just have Hope to we'll be, be see how there. it goes. But see as of now, goes, we are yeah. planning to be on tomorrow. Let's see, what other weekend eating did we do? It was not a big. Oh, I know what we did. We cooked the we we cooked the steaks. Um, well, I don't know if I can say that yet, but Dorignax is getting ready to have a big um, unveiling of a particular product that they are rolling out very soon. Um, I think she mentioned that on the year on Thursday, though, but uh, Nicole gave us a couple of steaks to cook, oh. which we did over the weekend very for the Braveheart. Yes, and they are uh, it's a perfect strips. Taste. You go in there, you They're get a really bottle good. of wine, which they have terrific. Great on. prices on, yeah. Yeah, and then you go to the, the butcher shop and come back with a really great steak or a veal or whatever it is. Uh, that's a terrific store. Yep. Always has been. Well, that's why they're on the show telling us about the new world of grocery shopping. Because it is different it than is. it was. And she mm -hmm. will be on on Thursday, as she always is. I mean, assuming that the show is on. But uh, she'll be on on Thursday. Tomorrow we have Stan, who's calling us from... I don't know where Stan is. I think he's moved on from the Wyoming State Fair. Um, I guess he'll text me today saying where he's going to be calling in from, but um, he was not on last week because he was in transit. So if we, I don't, like I said, I don't know what the, the programming for the show will be based on the weather for the rest of the week as we head toward the 15th anniversary of Katrina. Ah, wow. It's hard to believe how much time has passed. Is, uh, is Tim there? Is he standing by, Henry? I'm right here. Hey, Tim. You hey. want to give us a, a, a 30, 30 to 60 second definition of spirits? Ooh, spirits are uh, usually a uh, minimum of 40%, 42% alcohol uh, made from organic material, maybe several blends, and... Um, so, yeah, is that what you're looking for? Are spirits always distilled? Always distilled. Uh, okay. And sometimes and they're, sometimes that isn't all there is. Sometimes they're fermented because they're made from grapes and then distilled. So both processes uh -huh. may be at work there, like in port. So distilling releases vapors that then go back into it. Is that is that? pretty much how it works? The idea of a distiller is to capture whatever essence he's looking for. Uh, okay. It's either done raw in the, uh, in, the firma, in the tank, or they add a little what they call a tea basket, uh, which they do in the case of uh, uh, gin, uh, and they put various organics in there, uh, a recipe the distiller wants to uh, see come out in the final mix. Okay. And they're usually I several processes. Spirits usually go through a distillation, which is a heating process. The vapors are recaptured, and then right. that's done again. Right. right. 
Okay, uh, that is Tim McNally, who you will hear in about 10 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes. His show follows ours, the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show. Thank you very much, Tim. You're I'm going to go ahead and say as we sign off that uh, you can get the podcast for this show on nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Uh, if you go to nomenu.com, you can also sign up for our newsletter, which comes out twice a week. All kinds of things that are happening around town. Vintage Tom pieces. It's two times a week the newsletter comes out. You can also follow us on Instagram at the New Orleans Menu. We would love for you to do that. Uh, I do my own podcast called Emmy the Story Lady. It's for kids and grandkids and anyone else who's a little bored in lockdown here. It's like old radio, it's classic children's tales that I read. And as I just said, Tim McNally follows us right after we sign off. We will be here, I think, tomorrow and the rest of the week. So tune in at this time. Please tell your friends about the show and patronize our sponsors. We'll be back tomorrow. This is WGSO New Orleans, a food show. Good night. Hey, this is Adam Schubert. Join me on the bench Sunday nights at 7 p.m. here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Evers is declaring a state of emergency following